I want you to remember to stay good boys and girls. Respect your mothers and fathers and do what they tell you. Obey your teachers and learn a whole lot. Now, if you do this, I'll make sure you get good presents from me every year. <laughs> but if you're bad boys and girls, your name goes in the bad boys and girls book. And I'll bring you something horrible. Welcome to a very special Worst Picture Cast Christmas. Worst Picture Cast, where Grant and I, Joey R., talk about bad movies that we love so much. Grant, how are you? Merry Christmas, Joey. Merry Christmas, buddy. I'm doing great. Um, I'm very ready to talk about this absolutely bonkers movie. It's absurd. It's crazy. So it's 1980s. It's so crazy they named it twice. Yes. Christmas Evil or You Better Watch Out. You Better Watch Out is what's on the uh, the screen. Yeah. That was the original name. Christmas Evil, much better title. Much better title. Although, I mean, we'll, we'll definitely get into this. It it's, it's funny that it's kind of advertised as a slasher movie, and it very much isn't. Very much isn't. Yeah. It's... My expectation going in was that this was going to be like a crazy slasher like movie. Like Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah. It's, it's way more like Taxi Driver. Yeah, very much. It's, that's, yeah. that's what it felt like it took from. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, yeah, a 1980 movie, only a few years after uh, Taxi Driver. <laughs> I, I remember I saw this movie, gosh, I think last year. Or the year before, I was just kind of channel surfing, and Katie and I watched it. We're like, "Oh, this movie would be perfect for what we're trying to do." And I ran it by you. Like, I haven't, I haven't even heard of it. I'm like, Joey, this movie involves trauma and like a like and 
I don't even like ma- like manic depressive man. <laughs> like, a whole lot person just, personality disorders. Yeah. It's it's lovely. It, it is it contextually is. the yeah. the the, the follow through is the issue. <laughs> yeah, there's some execution flaws for sure. <laughs> it, but it is one of those movies where like the more I watch it, the more I do enjoy it. Yeah, the more it, I get out of it. I agree. It's not a great first watch. It's. It has a lot of pacing issues. Exactly, it's yeah. it's the worst paced movie. Yeah, but but every but it's, it's it's more fun as you go. Yeah, but it matters less and less each time I watch it. Because once you kind of have an, a better idea of things, yeah. it's way more fun. Yeah. So this movie's written and directed by Lewis Jackson, and this is his number one IMDb. Yeah, this that's, is this that's is a, it. That's a bad sign. Yeah, it's a bad sign. I'm sure he's like an accountant or something now, or like an edit book editor, something. Yeah, it's starring a whole lot of people you don't know. Except for fine. one. Yes. There's one person in there. We're going to talk about her. Oh. Who are you talking about? I'm talking about the brother. Oh, the brother. Yeah, the, the brother has a great IMDb. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's in uh, he's in The Green Mile. He's in The Walking Dead. He's in The Mist. Yeah, he's in a lot of he's things. He's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he's in The Blob, The 88 Blob. 88 Blob is really good. Underrated. especially Under, Really underrated. Because I think so many people just like the original so much that they don't give the 88 one a chance, but it's good. I, I, I kind of view The Blob as I view um, The Thing, where they, they remade a kind of crappy movie from the 50s, and they made it better. Yes, I think it's... I, yeah. I like the 88 one a lot. Um, he's in The Fugitive. Like, he has a good career. Yeah, Jeffrey DeMunn is his name. Um, and he's one of those guys where you don't recognize him in this movie. You recognize him as an older man. Yes. You, I know, d- you know exactly who he is. I had no idea who he was. And then I was doing the research. And the second I saw him on IMDb, I was like, oh, I've seen this guy in 40 things. He was in some, some X-Files. He was, in a, yeah. he was all over the place. He's in, a, he's in a bunch of stuff. Who were you talking about? Jill Taylor. Film debut. Patricia Richardson. Really? Yeah. She she was the mom who completely misses the stalker in the bushes. She and was it, Moss Garcia's mom? Yeah, she was Moss Garcia's mom. No shit. Yeah. She is a terrible mom in this movie. Very bad mom. Awful mom, but it well, is her I'm, film it, debut. It explains why my moss, why moss is so, sucks. Why moss is so bad. <laughs> He's so naughty. Yeah. But, so, <clears throat> this episode, it's our Christmas episode. Yeah. But it's also the debut of two new categories, which we'll get to later, and we'll give them out as we go. Yeah. It is also... We're also going to rank the first 11 worst picture cast movies we've done. Including this one. This yes. is our 11th episode, uh, not counting rankings. This is the 11th movie we've discussed. So, yeah, we're, we figured it's the end of the year. We might as well just... Let's get into it. Everyone's doing rankings, so let's rank our movies and see... Uh, let's rank our favorite bad movies. Yeah, and, and see and see where they, where they land for us. Yeah, I think that's fun. Yeah. So, I think the best place to start is our synopsis. Let's do it. Grant, why don't you go first? All right. When a seriously traumatized man who is obsessed with Santa Claus reaches his breaking point one Christmas Eve, he goes on a rampage of killing and kindness. It's great. Yeah. I love that. The kindness really, it's a... <laughs> Listen, he does do good things. He does. It's weird. He does. For those who are good. For those who are good. He's very black and white. Yeah. Like, aggressively, but... Yes. All right, so mine. Harry saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus, and it gave him a distorted sense of right, wrong, self, growth, and relationships for the rest of his days. 
That's perfect. <laughs> the oddest. Let's just start at the beginning. We have to. What the hell? Okay, so <laughs> daddy was playing Santa Claus. Very dedicated father. Very dedicated. Right? Yeah. To, to do that stuff and like jump up the chimney and... and right, committed. Like he probably was hanging in that chimney for yeah. like a little bit. Uh, it's something that I would never do. I don't understand how they explained that the dad wasn't there to the kids. That's not really our right. But it could have been anything. Yeah. It Daddy, been, oh, Daddy's he's working. A, he's asleep. Right, whatever. Like and um, this, was the, this was the 50s. Yeah, so it didn't really matter. Dads were, dads were not they around. They were just gone for days yeah. on end. Dad was at the bar. <laughs> and, and so Philip, the younger brother, Harry's younger brother Philip, was saying, That's, that was dad, that wasn't Santa Claus. Harry was like, no, that was, that was Santa Claus. Goes downstairs, sees his dad dressed as Santa and his mom doing some role play stuff. Yeah, I guess a thigh fetish. And, you know, listen, whatever you're... And they just kind of froze? And listen, I'm not here to judge. Yeah, whatever, whatever you're into, Godspeed. Whatever speed. you're into, you're into. Um, but they were doing, like, mannequining. Yeah, and... All right, so was it at that point, did he know that, that he realized that was his dad and his complete fantasy world was shattered? Or was he like, my mom is fucking Santa Claus? I took it. As he realized his brother was right, but he couldn't come to terms with that, so he like broke. Right. So he, it had to still be Santa Claus, and it, but it broke him as he realized that Philip was right, which is why him and Philip are so strained forever. Right. Okay. But <laughs> you're getting mad at me for something that I said when I was six. It's <laughs> great. But why? Why did he cut his hand? And I, why was that never paid off in the movie? I think it was just. His way of just um, releasing the pain, or just feeling something. I, I feel like that just kind of numbed him, and that was it was a sensory thing. But that, that's never paid off again. It was because that is actually like an interesting part. Like if every time he got so like he like he cut he became a cutter, or just some sort of pain for like you know whenever well, whenever when like Morse Garcia is talking about like the Playboys, if he like sliced his leg or something to like help so he doesn't like something like that like yeah could, i mean eventually he started killing other people so right. it like it I, but it you skip it, some it steps does, yeah um i think him in the like in the in the first part of the movie when him he was getting upset and he was humming uh santa claus to come to town <laughs> or something and like he broke the doll that's that's kind of an extension of that right where it was sure, it was like a kind of a stimulation, yeah, nineteen kind of eighties version. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. You know, he wasn't being. You know, he wasn't self harming, but it was. That was his way of. He was self harming in all sorts of ways. Well, I mean, physically <laughs> self harming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can we talk about his apartment. <laughs> We're just wrapping paper all over the place, it and it was a nightmare. Yeah, my God. Yeah. The, the that first morning when he woke up, like I think they do a funny job because it's pretty much September in the first morning, like around there. It's, it's, it's like yeah, I want to say it's, pre, it's pre Thanksgiving. It's pre Thanksgiving, it's, so let's 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 just say I mean theoretically uh, you'd be like yeah mid mid whatever. It's, yeah, it's fall. It's fine. So when it first comes in, it's like all right, evil Christmas, Christmas evil. You think it's gonna be like Christmas Eve right away, and it's like oh no, we're 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 building up. Yeah, yeah. I really and like it shows how disconnected this guy is. Yeah, it's um. It's really interesting because, like I said, this isn't a slasher. This is a 
for better or worse, this is, a, this is a psychological study. It's a character study. It is. And they just didn't have the tools to get it where it needed to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, this guy, I mean, obviously, there's a difference between Martin Scorsese making something like and this. Lewis. And, and um, you know, everyone, everyone says that Todd Phillips ripped off Taxi Driver to make the Joker. Right. I really feel like Todd Phillips has seen this movie. There is a lot of Joker in this. I'm not even kidding. You I know, feel like I feel like the Joker wow. feels more like Christmas Evil than it does Taxi Driver. You know what's funny? Now I'm just imagining that scene where Joaquin Phoenix is like pulling with the face paint, he's pulling yeah. it off, and the the same sort of like mad delirium that Harry has the first time he gets the beard on. Yeah, that's actually really funny. I actually don't know that that's a crazy take. I I think I think Todd Phillips saw Christmas Evil, and he used and he also used that whether. Consciously or subconsciously, I feel like that was a big inspiration for the Joker. I'm just thinking about those two mirror scenes. Yeah, because that's they're very simple. They they they're well, just, their purpose is the same in the movie. Yeah, even the other mirror scene before the Christmas party, where Harry does like the the finger on the nose and he's smiling, and then he pushes and his does the face down. Then like he he pull he pushes his hand down his face, and all of a sudden you see his internal self right the first that's really the only time we see it until the killing starts. and like i, I feel like that's the, that looks like the scene from the joker where he's wow like, yeah Joaquin phoenix is making himself smile holy you know shit. the shitty co-worker that gets his comeuppance at the end well you know what fuck frank frank's an asshole i'm i'm, I'm okay with frank getting killed here <laughs> yeah I, I mean it's not a capital offense but he's a douchebag but he's a bad guy like he's, he, a, bad he's guy. a bad guy he's yeah. taking advantage of harry who's like clearly harry's a troubled fellow yeah. And he's just like piece of shit. So you know he's what? Not, he's not the type of guy to stand up for himself and right. he knows he, that. And then just call, making fun of him at the bar to everybody, like, sorry, Frank. No, he's a shithead. Yeah. Frank. Yeah. I always I always love the over the top bully trope. Like how they just, there's just no There's just no subtlety in these. <laughs> no. They just don't they just don't know how to build character. And that's fine. It's great. Yeah. yeah it's, it's great. Fine. But he didn't kill Frank's kids. No, because they were innocent. And I like that. There is a weird, um, there is a weird code of ethics with him. Like even even, even Moss, like he's not gonna harm Moss. He's gonna like give him dirt or something he's like that. Give him dirt. That was yeah. that was the whole thing. He yeah, wanted to give that him was, dirt. Yeah, and um, but like he doesn't want to harm kids. It's it's interesting. It's like that's what <clears throat> I'm gonna jump ahead a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Here. That scene where he gets pulled into the party, that's what makes it so fucking tense. Because you don't know what he's going to do. Yes, the party scene is the best they do building any tension. Yeah, like you you have, you when you're first, when you're watching this first, you have no idea if he's going to fly off the handle. Especially because this movie is paced so poorly, yeah. you don't know, it's all the tension is in that scene. Yeah. Because you don't know what it's going to be. Yeah. And I like that they started off with the, the fraud commercial. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and you kind of, and when he meets, like, the new up-and-comer guy, like, yes. you Gra- think he's, Grosh. Grosh. Yeah. You think he's just going to lose his shit right there. Which wouldn't work. Right. No, he, he, he but he's, he's not that kind of, he pushes, he pushes everything down. Right. So, for as many flaws as this movie has, they, they were very consistent with Harry. They were. Which is I like. Yeah, I, I think it was a I think it was a really good 
Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't have a degree in psychology. I'm not a social worker. I feel like it was a really good interpretation of mental illness. Especially for in 1980 and the way yeah. it was perceived and yeah. kind of put off. There, there was to ha- The problem with this movie isn't Harry. Right. The problem with this movie is every single other person but it's, Harry. This is the directing and everything like that. And the other actors, uh, like, they're less... Like, the other characters are way less flesh out. Like, Philip should have had more to him. Yeah. Philip was... I Okay, he's the troubled brother that he's been dealing with this for 40 years. Like, I get all this. But he was all over the place. Yeah, I do... I mean, I... I obviously, these parents weren't great. No. Right? Because, like, Phil... Like, Phil's way more adjusted. Phil's Phil but, seemed. I mean, he bought the house with the. He bought the and this is probably in Westchester. I would I would say Westchester or Jersey, something like that. Well, I figured because it was or, so close to, because I think Harry was like in Bronx area. Okay. So I think it was just, but the fact that he was could move in and out of there, I thought it was like Westchester yeah, Yonkers. Well, you know, type. He also eventually gets to Long Island. Yeah, he's all over the, the place. Was. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's. In the New York City, it's a yeah. nice, it's a nice area. It's a really nice house in a, a nice, nice house, neighborhood yeah. that he he buys from the parents. Yeah. So, and you know he has a wife and two kids, and he seems to have his shit together. Like sometimes he has a temper issue, but he's very quick to be like, "Listen, I'm sorry, I yelled, I'm not feeling well." Like with his kids, yeah. With Harry, he's well, doesn't I, make well, sense. Yeah, but like, like I under with his I kids, think, I think I, it, I think they show. Old, him. I think with Harry, I think he's. But also, like, this is part of it, too, where it's 1980, and, and he probably doesn't have the best... No understanding. But, yeah. like, you know, I'm sure this isn't the first Thanksgiving that Harry's bailed on. It seems like it was. That's But that doesn't... Then the reaction is insane. Then Philip is off the hinge. Yeah, I, I think well, I, I think there's just certain people that just, like... Especially just push your when, buttons? Especially when it comes to, like, family and stuff. Like, I've been dealing with his bullshit... For thirty years, or yeah, you know, however. Well, however that was long. so. It was thirty three years since the okay. Slut, nice, so, so so probably forty one years. Yeah, like he's he's not well, and he's just like, and he, I, I like he probably tried to give him a job. He probably tried to like help him out like all these times, and just it completely blows up in his face. Like I, but they could have filled that in a little bit. Sure. Like Jackie could have helped with that for the sure. wife because Jack, the wife, I think could have been a good character. Yeah. And I think they just kind of... Very underdeveloped. Yeah. She was just there to sort of disagree with Phil. She was like trying to... She was trying to bring out the good in Phil when yeah. it came to his relationship with Harry. Yeah. But, you know, and I think her purpose was more that she was supposed to be standing up for Harry. But I think it was more like you said. She was trying to bring out the good in Phil. And I yeah. think that's a another flaw of the writing. Yeah. But again, I mean, listen, this isn't... <laughs> World class script writing. I'm sure this was a lot on no. the fly. Yeah, but sure. I liked Phil. But that when you then when you see his IMDb, like, oh, this guy's an actor. Like, yeah. Even though he was he was young in his career, he knew what he was doing. Like yeah. he had, and he has a presence that most don't have in this. I thought, yeah, I thought he popped off the screen quite 100%. a bit. Uh, there is another person that I I recognize in this movie. Oh, you do not know who he is because you have never watched Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. Um, one of the guys that brings Harry into the party, the shorter guy. Okay. Uh, he plays Hector Salamanca in Breaking Bad. It's a great name. He's uh, he's one he's one of the old drug drug kingpins that had to retire because he had a stroke. So he's so his role he's relegated to a wheelchair, only speaking through uh, like oh, shit. like uh, bellhop bells. Okay, like, that's how he communicates. And it's a great character, even though he doesn't say a word. 
Um, so, and he's also in Scarface. He was the guy in the bomb. Like, remember the guy with the bomb that uh, followed? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. That's him also. Oh. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. He's, I mean, he's, this movie might be better than Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> I think Scarface is better. Uh, uh, not, I, I, I do think Scarface is overrated, though. We were in agreement with that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's another person there that, but he's, he had a much smaller role. Um, who was he? So he was. So he was really only in that scene. Was he in any of the other work scenes? No, I I only know in um wait in, in this when he pulled him into the party was he? Well, no, he wasn't a coworker. Wait, what? Oh, that's okay. The, right, the, right, the right. Really, the dance the, ten, the, the bar tenth party. Yeah, yeah, yeah he in was the like, bar. He was like, oh, we got gotcha. you. Right, like, yeah, like that guy. Oh, that guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay, that yeah. makes sense. He yeah. was good. Yeah, he, he was like a character. Like he was someone with a presence. Yeah, not yeah. like the parents we meet later in the alley who try to fight him. Who, that, that was tough. I mean, where, where did they find those people? Like, did they just be like, hey, can you just try to murder this guy? I mean, I feel like that's kind of what it was. They were in, like, the Bronx, and they're like, oh, hey, you want to be in a movie? That was tough. It was, yeah. Listen, this is this movie is very limited in what it, you know, very, you know, what it could do. I did love Harry working at a toy factory. It's it makes, it's so on the nose. It's it crazy. Makes, it makes perfect sense. Yes, because he's a, he's an emotionally stunted person. Yes, and his you know the first time we see him at work, he's talking about the flaws in the toys. Like it's so on the nose, it works. Yeah, like it's so obvious and it works so well. Yeah, I mean sometimes things are obvious because that's how it should be. Yeah, like if he was working at a newspaper and talking about toys all day, it'd be weird. He'd yeah. be a pedophile. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he might be a pedophile. I don't think he is. He's, I, he's pedophile Jace. I think the back, the back, the 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 rear window scene in the beginning when he's looking in all the kids' rooms and re- taking notes. I hated that so much. I. It was really creepy and it made you feel dirty, but like it completely informs you about the cat and like how his his. But why couldn't he have watched them doing that in a park or on the street? Why was it in their bedrooms? That's what I hated. I, if I, they were, if they like, if the little girl was playing with the doll on a swing, and yeah. Moss was reading the Playboy uh, in like an alley, cool. Like I'm, I'm fine with it. It was the yeah. bedroom part that made it uncomfortable. I think, I think that just brings it to a to a whole whole other level. With um, he has he has difficulty with boundaries. And, yeah. And no, but I I think that's just part of it too. Where like he doesn't. To him, if he's if he wants to be Santa Claus, Santa Claus has no boundaries either. Because he's watching all the time. Okay, yeah, the, and, the and, kind of the omnipresence. Yeah, and and I think if he was like the the way to get a true, a you know a true like screenshot of a kid is to see them when they're home. Listen, it's it's wrong. It's fucking gross. I just think there's better ways to doing that oh. without it being so. But I, I think in terms of the movie, I think it really is effective. It just feels so rapey. It's very rapey, but like... But Harry's not a rapey character. And I get what you're saying. You're probably right, I think. Yeah. I just hated it. Listen, in in my my mind, Harry is completely asexual. Which I think is correct, yes. Which, that's why that scene bothered me. It was the only time I think they were... He's not doing it in a lewd manner. I know, but it feels that way. Yeah, but like, even when when he's... um, When he's about to go terrorize moss and that little girl he has like the picture of the little girl and he's and and um 
he's like going through books. He's like, oh, this isn't for your eyes. And he, I thought that was sweet. Yeah. You thought that was sweet. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with that. You, you didn't have a problem with him having like a three by five of a girls like school photo. So to be completely honest, I assumed it was just like the family gave out school photos or something. I didn't think anything yeah. about that. See, I felt like that was more rapey than, oh, than everything. Okay. But then I was like, no, it's it's not about that. It's, you, I think you're right with the intent. Yeah. I just. Oh, I get it. It's, it's, I hated it. It's the most perverse thing I've seen without being perverse. Oh, 100%. Because yeah. it was ultimately innocent. Yeah. It just, that. He did, he did like, he did in a way, like. Uh, not in a sexual way, but he did violate these kids. Hundred percent. Yeah. And there's always like the implication of like or seeing this now. That means you could see everything. That see, that didn't even cross my mind. I I feel like he's such an innocent. And I, this is also very early in the movie, so you don't have a True. full like. If they did that at the halfway mark, I think I look at it completely differently because you're you're still trying to feel this guy out. At the at this point, he could be just a creep. Like yeah, because again, I didn't do research. <clears throat> At that point, next two, three scenes later, he could be slicing moss up and hanging him on his Christmas tree. Like, I don't know where yeah, he's going. True. So I think the placement of it is my biggest problem. Because... I feel like... But I, I kind of feel like... It has to happen there. Again, I think it's yeah. all done right. I just did not <laughs> like it. And I'm acknowledging that I'm probably wrong. I just hated it. Yeah, it's not right or wrong. It's just... <laughs> yeah, I, I also kind of... I kind of do like whether this was intentional or not. Where it's like... As a viewer, you're like, who is this guy? Yeah, and it helps... It helps build an actual character, which yeah. because when you're not building anybody else, they do again. I think he's very consistent, and I do think he's completely asexual. And this is all about Santa Claus, right? Yeah, the the, the sex is like it's like Michael Myers. Like sex is a, like it's not even a thing in his yeah. mind. Like what the the his fantasy and reality broke when he saw him his mom and Santa. Yeah, that I think sex is just always like dirty, sinful to him, where it's, it's not even it's an not, option, yeah. right? And then you and then you look at his brother who is like insatiable. Yes. Basically. Just yeah. Yeah, I mean he just wants his kids to catch him. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's pretty bold. Like you can't just like send your kids to bed and then two minutes later. Yeah, man. Start, and this is this start, is like hardcore making out. This is this is pre monitor. You're just going on like a sound machine. Yeah, you're basically looking for you're listening for like cr- like creaking of the floorboards upstairs. Yeah, man. Those kids have seen some shit. I, they definitely have. They've definitely seen, have. They've seen some things. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, kind of going through, my, this, my scene I'd recommend, my favorite scene, is Frank's death. But the whole thing. So when he gets to the house, and he's, and he's, ah, sl- ah like, like he's in a sled. That, yeah, well, I, I want to circle back to that later. Okay, yeah, because I, I love that. Then, but my favorite part is when he tries to get down the chimney. I love that part. It's so good. And it shows how... Naive he is. Yeah, but yeah. naive and how just so delusional he is yeah. at this point. Like, he is fully bought in that he's Santa and all the magic that surrounds Santa. Yeah. He's all in. And then going through the window. I like that he's killed them with the star. It was, it was, it makes, I mean, it's really probably really difficult to do that. But, like, realistically. It's 1980s. That shit was sharpened glass. That's true. Night, uh, uh, realistically, Harry would not be able to smother Frank. That's the problem. But like, but like, I like that it didn't work. Exactly, and that it failed. It had to fail because yeah. Frank was a big guy. Frank, Frank was getting Frank up from that. Easily over- overpowered him. Yeah, I think the biggest issue with the scene is why there's a Christmas tree in their bedroom. But who cares? Yeah, the fact. But uh, Harry made sure he got he got his goal, and then I think 
him smiling at the kids and almost forgetting what he just did. It, it, well, he, he, like disassociation. It's amazing. Like yeah. that, that was a thing that happened, but now I'm saying it to these kids. Um, I, I do want to say this about the scene. I loved the wife's reaction. I agree. It was so, it was so real. Yeah. I almost think she like, didn't know it was like, fake. It kind of like <laughs> freaked me out a little bit. Oh, because like, it just like, because when somebody gets killed and somebody reacts to it, it's usually like way over the top. This was just like, she was frozen in fear. Yeah. Like completely in shock. Like she couldn't process what was happening. Like I, I thought it was, it was such an intense reaction. It like, it was like, Ooh, this is kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like appalling a little bit. Yeah. yeah like, because it made it feel more real. Yeah. Like that scene felt real in just a wild delusion. Yeah. Because the scene I hated was at the hospital when he dropped off all the food. The toys. The toys, sorry. I hated that. Was that supposed to... It, because it, they filmed it like it was a dream sequence. No, he really did it. I know, but they filmed it like... Like, I, I, when it was, as it was going, they're like, Oh, thanks, Sam. Like, they changed... I thought it was going to come back to him sitting in the car waiting for them to come out and them kicking him out. Like, oh, I, I didn't like... I felt he like thought, dreamy. You thought, thought their reactions were way too over the top? Yeah, it felt... But, like, it even... They, like, lightened it up. Like, it felt... It was filmed the same way as the last scene. Where he thinks he's flying away. Like, they were the only two scenes yeah. that were filmed that way. So that threw me but because... I, I but it was real and it happened and... Me... God, I, here I am giving this movie credit where it probably doesn't deserve it. Is that because when he feels like Santa Claus... I it think that's feels, what they were going for, but I think maybe, they, I that would, it should have happened in the party again when he was dancing with the kids. It should have happened with the kid, with Frank's kids. It wasn't. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It was just done when at the end and that scene. Yeah. So it felt like lost. So okay. the toy scene I didn't like because of that. Uh, I, I mean, I didn't like it or dislike it. It was. I, I thought. I thought it was interesting that like, I like the payoff. With it, with the whole toys and everything like that, it, it was. Nice. Yeah, I'm happy those kids got toys. I mean, yeah, for it was real. great. Um, yeah, I, know, I I didn't mind that as much as you did. Uh, although I do see what your, your I, I just it your, didn't your criticism is. Yeah, like if that's a thing they're going with, I think that's a cool idea. Yeah, but it, it then was lacking. Like it could have been like because it was so over the top. So I'm watching. I'm like, okay, so we'll go to the van and the security guard will kick him out or something. But next thing, he's just like high eyeing for Rudolph to go fly into the next place. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna give you my scene. Then I want to talk about the, yes. the van stuff. Okay. It's it's two scenes. I have to pick between one or one or the other. I think if I'm gonna show this to somebody for the first time. I think we're going to show him the, the Moss Garcia scene. The terrorizing Moss Garcia. Oh, okay. Garcia. I like that. Uh, just because it's so... It's just so out of control. And it just shows how unprepared he is for this life. Like, not even, like, thinking that, like, oh, maybe they're going to go out. Yeah, like, I, I guess his he has idea... No, he has no out plan. His, his idea was just to scare the kid. Yeah, like just going to give him like, some dirt. You know, or yeah, put the, the paws. Yeah. And, uh, like, a... Uh, was it was the thing that the Christmas thing in, in France, Black Philip? Black Philip, yeah. And or was, Krampus. Yeah, where you know that's what they do with like, like literally putting mud on his face. Right. Um, I don't know if he like <laughs> he tried to look like swamp thing. <laughs> like, I don't know. But <laughs> um But I yeah, I feel like that scene it's it's kind of an interesting scene where because that's kind of his, him dipping his toes into this reality. Right. But having just... Or delusion, I should say. 
And yeah, yeah like can, and kind of having no real bearing on what to do. And no second plan. Yeah. Like if this does, like I'm going to go scare him. I'm going to be Krampus or Black Phillip or whatever the hell he's going to be. Yeah. And then he's going to learn. But never thinking that like anything could go wrong. Yeah, like what like the mom see like like he could have easily just been arrested. Yeah, and the mom seemed mean. The mom was not She was not nice. She was not in a good place. No, she was not. I mean Yeah. Her and Moss have had a tough couple years, feels like. I mean, not a not a good dad. No, not a good anybody. Yeah. Nice house. Yeah. But man, they all suck. Yeah, this movie says a lot about parenting. Yeah, this movie does not like parents. It does not like parents. It does parents. not like parents. Yeah. Which, fine. Yeah, that's the, that's the point of view, I guess. All right, but, all right, all so right. the so reindeer van. I loved how manic it was. Me too. And just how he was like, like, after after that party, he leaves the party, he's all happy, and all of a sudden he's just like, Frank. And it completely changes. Yep, his whole demeanor, like everything, his body language Everything changes. changes. Like, like, it just, a switch gets turned on. And he's like, okay, well, I'm just going to kill Frank now. And he goes, he goes from these extremes to like ex- extreme joy to vengeance and despair. And depending on, and, and, and just his stuff in the van just feels, it's, all, it's only on him, but it just, the energy feels so different depending on yeah. what, like where his mind is. And I, I thought I thought that was really well done. <laughs> and I thought it was a lot of fun. And it was a cool way of doing things and yeah. using the van as like helping us understand him a little bit. Yeah, and it just it just really showed how how I mean obviously he just killed people, but like it shows how deep this this runs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I and I mean to the end. Yeah, well that yeah. <laughs> I I love the end. <laughs> The ending's fantastic. Do you, but, think, do you think? Do you think they lifted that ending from Birdman? <laughs> you think Birdman was like, "Oh, I got to use that." Inaratu was like, yeah. "I now have the ending of yeah, Birdman." This is it. All right, Emma, I want you to watch this movie. <laughs> follow yeah, Harry. Follow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what about the church scene? It was interesting. I, I it was, I, I kind of liked it that his intent was to go there. To confront, um, let's see, his, his boss's name, I think, is Mr. Fletcher. Yeah. Uh, I think, I don't, uh, the other guy's name was... Uh, 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 Grosh. Yes. Uh, I, he wanted to confront them about the toys and for the hospital and things like that. And then he just got a cut, like, it's so funny running into three douchebags outside a church. <laughs> And, I loved it. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 it was very funny. But like, it was almost like they were coming out of like, leaving a bar. Yes, and they were like belligerent. Yes, and that's not the energy you think. No, it's just for, like it's like a midnight mass or whatever. And the timing of it is weird. The like the time of the this movie? is probably like a seven o'clock mass. Realistically, I guess so. I don't know. Like I don't know how. I don't know that they thought about time. I think they just were like everything has to be dark. Yeah, well, that's probably one because they probably filmed everything at like four in the morning. Right. Um, so it's just kind of hard to be. All that happens after that was probably fairly early. Well, let's see what what happens after that? the party. The party with a lot of kids. Yeah, the kids things that makes it the alley. Earlier. The kids 
coming home. No, that's Christmas Day. That's Christmas night. Oh, right. That's after he wakes up. Okay. Yeah. That's Christmas night. Okay, and, so uh, I guess Frank, Frank's house. Okay, so that could have been a midnight mass then. It could have been, although those kids were the up, kids. Although the kids were up pretty late at that point. So let's call it like a seven o'clock mass. Okay, it was dark. And that's, that's the nice thing about Christmas movies that like you have more leeway, especially sun, a New York movie. Yeah, yeah. it sets like five o'clock, so you have a lot of time to play with. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's not too bad. So yeah, so like, it was an it was an evening mass, let's say, and yeah, and he just kills three people. He's an efficient killer. Yeah, I wish we've we've said this about some movies in the past. I wish it was gorier. So do I. I hated that it wasn't. Yeah, I think and it like, really the way it was executed was kind of like the eye thing was cool. That was it though. That was it though. You just see like kind of like a hatchet lazily. Not even going it wasn't even down. like strong. No, it was like that hatchet isn't taking like two guys are like one guy is probably going to die and the other two guys are going to take him out. Yeah. It was so it wasn't it wasn't really done in a uh, effective way because that scene should have been really cool, yeah, and, and it just it was lacking because of the goriness and the, or the lack thereof. Oh yeah, and the um and like the like the the hatchet just it looked like a child was swinging it like for fun. It wasn't yeah. It didn't come down with any like fervor. Yeah, it, yeah. It wasn't yeah. It so was, then to see three grown men laid laid out, it's like hmm. just like tomahawked to, to right. <laughs> Um, Unless Harry is just super strong, I did like the scene where he makes he makes that weapon. Yes, I, I like that. Where like I don't know where the hell that was in his apartment. Nope, it doesn't look like an apartment. It does not. But I, that was but like just but it was all, also where he painted his van. Like yeah, he, he, like, like he, he ever, went, does he have a garage? He might I have assume, a garage. He maybe, maybe had a garage or paid for a garage. That's a nice that's a nice little setup he's got there. He's living in the he's living uh, in the, one of the boroughs and he's got a garage. That's good. And he has enough. Ability to melt and forge metal that takes some intense heat. Yeah, that's you don't see that too often in Queens. You don't see it like <laughs> a smelting station. But it was really cool. It was cool, and like the and the dolls were creepy. As I mean, fuck. It, I mean, it was very good production design. Yes. That scene, the garage was awesome. I assumed yeah. it was a garage because Plus, I don't know where else it would be. I, I agree. It does feel like a garage. It, it felt because the. Car was there. I don't think it was a storage spot. I think it was a, like a storage unit. I think yeah, it was a no, garage. it felt like the way it was lit felt like yeah. a garage. It just that was. I think that was the best location in the entire movie. That was good. I did also like that one street at Christmas night though. That was lined with all the. Sandwiches. That was cool. That was just visually. That, that was, was pretty, cool. That was pretty cool. But I think like as a lived-in world, the garage was yeah. my favorite because it, it like it felt like at first glance it seems like sane. And then, like, you, like, start looking. It's like, oh, this is... You start looking at everything around you. Right. It's yeah. like, you know, it, you look at them, and it's almost like all, at first glance, all the dolls are laughing. And then, like, you really look, and they're all, like, sinisterly laughing. Like, when you look <laughs> at them individually. Like, there was more yeah. to it. Like, which, I, because, like, I think the Toy Factory was a disappointing location. It was very bare, but... <sighs> which is no. probably what a real Toy Factory is, but, like, in I something like this. I am not going to give this movie more credit. I was going to say... Is that the idea because there's no – because it's kind of like – it's a toy factory, but it's soulless. Uh, damn. You, you're giving this movie a lot of credit. You're making I, me I, like I, this movie more. I don't more. know. But this is what I mean. Like every time I watch it, I like it yeah. more. It's – I I don't want to defend this movie as much as I am. But, but like, then I also did it's like, it's like It's like Oz watch, you know, Oz on the Tom Jones episode. It's like <laughs> – Because I was also thinking – Back to my issues with the toy scene at the hospital. Yeah. That was all his perspective, right? 
that when like when he yeah. went like let let's go with your theory that when he does like good and is validated, he feels like Santa. It's like dreamy. Okay, is when things don't go good that he depresses them more and makes it as like a barren wasteland of just. Oh, maybe. So, like, in his mind... Like, maybe the toy factory wasn't that bad, but because he hated the toys and he was treated so poorly by his co-workers, they all, I mean, they're all snickering at him. I mean, someone takes a bite out of his fucking sandwich, Frank. Yeah. Appalling maneuver. He deserves to get shot for that. <laughs> but, like, maybe because he's unhappy there and it's not fulfilling what he thinks it should, he makes it worse than it is. Maybe. And it... Maybe. Yeah, like... Again, we're giving this... We're looking at this movie through a B piece for a best picture yes. cast lens, which is probably not the right approach. But this they is... did Harry well, so I do think credit is deserved. Like I know I'm bringing up a lot of issues, yeah, yeah. But they did one thing so well that they're it's, this isn't full incompetence like other movies, right. though. Yeah, I do agree. I, I maybe there is something deeper at play. Listen, uh, director John Waters loves this movie. Yes, which I saw and. Um, he is like he has like annual screenings of it, and he's a big fan. Like, and, and, and like he makes some really out there movies, but he is a an acclaimed director. Yeah, he's making something else soon. He's fine. He, he? Yeah, for the first time in a while. That's good. And he makes some wacky shit. He does. So I I wonder. He's like a whimsical David Lynch kind of thing, where it's like yes, that's actually a really good way yeah. of describing him. Yeah. Um, so I I I do wonder if it's maybe we're giving this movie the right amount of. Credit. It's it's hard because, again, the, you're making me think the toy scene at the hospital. Because I hated that scene every time I watched. It, I've watched this three times for this. Okay. But if that's how it is, while I think they didn't pay off, I'm like, oh, that's actually pretty smart. And it would yeah. also help with the issues with the toy factory. Yeah, and also too when he when he when his car gets stuck in the snow and he's walking down the street and they're lined with all the the blow molds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like. That has kind of like the same filter on it as the other scenes too. So it's it's like, it's almost like a joyous, right, serene kind of. Yeah, I don't. But I don't know. I might be grasping at straws. It might just be the the way they're using different cameras and they completely yeah. fucked up. There's um, there's something I noticed in the movie. I don't know if this is just an accident, but like the part where because the slogan of that, the slogan of uh, Jolly Dream. Mm-hmm. It says, if it's not a jolly dream, it's not worth having. Right. So there's a part where he's in his office and the posters are up behind him of Santa, like kind of glaring. Yes. Right? And Almost like a we want you type thing. Yeah. And there's a part where like the top of the, the slogan is cut out and you only see the bottom where it just says, it's not worth having. Oh. And I... I Oh, please give us so much credit right now. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's the thing. I, like, I have no fucking idea how smart this movie is. It's, and it bothers me. Well, because Harry has done well. Like, so, it, this, like, other movies where we've given credit to, like, I re-listen, I'm like, wow, we were really nice. Yeah. But, like, this one thing is done very well. Yeah. So, other things, I think it deserves... A little bit of leadway? A, at, at times... I don't know, because again, like I go back to the Frank's death scene. And one of the reasons that I would, you know, show that to somebody is watching an adult try to get into a chimney, into a house. Great. Then get stuck. 
and see the frustration in his face and but still be mission oriented like yeah it's really fascinating to watch this happen yeah it's yeah when uh, yeah he was a little it's like a little Winnie the Pooh thing where he got stuck in the in the when hole he got fucking stuck I was hysterical laughing it's really funny and that's like yeah. an easy scene that on paper probably looked very stupid but it yeah. works it does work and it could have been a disaster. Because it shows, yeah, like you said, like it shows his delusion. Yeah, like he is fully in. Like this is not yeah. a well man. He thinks he's Santa. Yeah. That murders people. Like de- delivers his own type of justice. Santa justice. Oh my God. Frank deserved it. He took his sandwich out of his hand and ate, took a bite and then handed it back. Oh, it's barbaric behavior. Oh my God. Yeah. It, oh, I was, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go murder Frank. If you, <laughs> if you don't, I will. Yeah, that was just, a, and nobody else reacted to it. Like imagine you're at work, somebody just because no, no, no one, no one likes Harry. Yeah, but even the person I most dislike the least, the most in the yeah. world, if I saw someone else go take their food out of their hand, bite it, and give it back, I would stand up for that person. Not if it happened to Ellison. No, I would be the one taking the bite out of his food. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. But anyone else in the world? Yeah, real people. Yeah, real a real human being. Yeah, I would stand up for that person, and, and I, I would start some shit. Yeah, no, it's 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 uh, abhorrent behavior. Yeah, it's oh, it's so bad. Yeah, but again, this is like your typical eighties. They really needed to just, nail in the bullying. It's like this guy is so bad. Just take his sandwich and then trick him into working for him. <laughs> oh, you said you missed the line. Oh my god, what a douchebag! But then. Harry was outside the bar when he heard Frank talking shit about him, right? He was walking past the bar. And how did he hear him? I, I don't know. You know. That was a tough mo- one. Mo- movie magic. Yeah, that was a tough one. We don't do nitpick zones <laughs> for Worst Picture cast. But uh, that was tough. Like, he's walking past a very crowded bar. That's like blaring music. And he just hears... Yeah, that schmuck Harry. Yeah. Schmuck is a really good insult. Schmuck's great. It's very new. It's a very New York. It's very New York. It it just it it hits so well. Yeah, I love it. Me too. Yeah. Um. Him waking up on Christmas, I was very intrigued to see how that was going to go because I was was he going to have, was he going to stay in the delusion, and I wasn't sure. Yeah. Because I still didn't know was this going to turn into a full on slasher flick. Yeah. You'd, at yeah. this point, because when he woke up, I was like, okay, this is kind of this right now is really where this movie's going to make a choice. Yeah. Because, you know, he killed ha- killed Frank, go to bed. What happens now? Yeah. It, 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 this is where it turns, like, from a slasher movie to a Frankenstein film. Yeah, exactly. Where he's like a monster. He's on the, he's on the, he's on the run, and, like, the cops are after him, and it's the, just... The Frankenstein scene. And the, the, with everyone's <laughs> carrying torches. Where, did like, they, where like, does everyone in the Bronx <laughs> just have torches? Yeah, you know, the you know, Bronx, uh, you know, torches are us. They're just the fact that everyone just pulled out torches like it was nothing, it was wild. But yeah, that that yeah that scene where he's he's still driving around, he's still in the delusion, and then he runs into those kids in the alley. Oh man! And then like the guy, I want to say the dad that pulled the knife, he looked like one of the foot soldier recruiters from. Secret of the Ooze, <laughs> where he has like the hat on and like yeah. the black leather jacket. He's like, "All right, I need all the use to get back in here." Like that's what he kind of he looked like. One it's, of those guys. He did. 
He pulls like not even like a switchblade. He pulls like it's like a legit knife. That was that was a real knife. That wasn't yeah. like a pocket knife. He pulled like a gravity knife out. Like you're just carrying that around. I guess. Uh, I guess. I guess there's a killer loose in the neighborhood. Yeah, you know what? He's protecting his family, and his family absolutely betrayed him. Yeah, uh, the the daughter like choosing Santa again. Bad parenting. Terrible just, parenting. Like I don't care if the guy's dressed as Santa. Like my daughter's going nowhere near this. Nowhere guy. near him. If I don't know who this guy, even at the party. Oh yeah. If they pull in a guy that looks like Santa off the street, my kid's going nowhere near. Nowhere him. near. I did, listen. Uh, I took. Uh. I took my kids to Hicks today, and I hated that they were sitting next to the guy on the couch. Yeah, yeah. My my daughter saw Santa. She sat on his knee. And it's like, like, I don't know. I don't know about this. Yeah, no, I said, I said, I was like, nobody's sitting on anybody's laps. (laughs) And my wife was like, oh, no. I was like, no. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. But at least that's a place, you know, you're assuming at these, this isn't a party pulled in or a, a street. Right, exactly. There's a big difference. Like, I I understand. You you would hope that there's a vetting process and there's things like that. And, you know, it's not. This has been going on for weeks, like, and nothing's happened. So you're assuming it's all good. This yeah. isn't just some guy on the street. Yeah, they just pull him off the street, and, like, he's dancing with a girl, like, holding her hand. I'm like, no. Where's the parents? Not my daughter. They're there. Got a, gotten a clothesline through his neck. But again, this is 1980. Terrible parenting. It's 1980. Yeah. This is, I think we saw, like, leaded gas at this point. Just, like... <laughs> Things were, I, things were different. I mean, people were still arguing about seatbelts at this point. Yeah. Like, the seatbelts were still a problem, and they were taking away my freedom by making me wear a seatbelt. I know. So, this I is... Know. It was still... You know, it was 42 years ago. It was still the wild, wild west a little bit. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, so so the kids so the kids choose Santa over their parents. Man. Uh, I, hope on, the, I hope they took... I hope those parents took all that kid's gifts away. <laughs> and on, on his way out, the, the old woman stabbed him in the face with the... With a brooch, just right in the cheek. Right in the cheek. Good for her. Yeah. You know, Good for her. Yeah. Stand up for your kids. Protecting yeah. the neighborhood. And then, you know, he's he's running around and, like, there was like there was the part where he was terrified. And he was, like, whimpering. That was the best part of that scene. And I'm like, and I was like, yeah, I know he killed people. But my, my heart kind of breaks I felt him. bad for him. Because, because I think that's the first time. He's completely overwhelmed by psychosis. And I think that's the first time he broke out of his delusion at that point i think yeah. i think at that point he was harry again he wasn't he's santa like, claus like, what am i doing what and then this? he got right back into it and started running yeah but i have to say the frankenstein torch scene one of the worst shot scenes i've ever seen in my life oh it's not yeah no it's not compelling it's not it's, and it could have been for yeah. some reason people in the burrows having torches and chasing after somebody could have been fucking hysterical and a lot of fun yeah and instead it's just random fire in the sky in black yeah, I mean, listen. Obviously, there are a bunch of limitations. <laughs> it felt like a choice, though. Like, you, oh, you think so? Okay. It was you. you they could have gotten people. Like, it could have been a little bit. Like, oh, it looks like Christmas lights. Yeah, like you could have done a little <laughs> bit more to make because if you would have seen even just like a few people, yeah. The fact that it was just the torches, I feel like, was such a failure. And him whimpering on the side of that building is a good scene. It, I feel like that scene is very. Uh, it emotionally resonates. Yes, and that has to happen before he sees Philip. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he goes basically. I mean, well, this is after he calls Philip. Yes, and Philip thinks he's going to kill himself. Yes, he thinks Harry's going to kill himself, and 
um, he just like he's staring in the mirror and he has, he just looks so unwell. Like his bags under his, his eyes, eyes yeah. go, he looks gaunt. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's 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 an interesting scene too. Like I and I feel like you get the two best performances in the movie. Yes, right on, there on the phone, and they're that's Philip's best scene by far. Yeah, I think so. Because he's 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 mad at his brother, but he's still concerned at this point. It's the only time I felt like he was layered. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And but like he, I think that because of how good he is in that scene, and you see he's a real actor. Harry kind of gets lost a little bit for a second. I think until yeah. visually they bring it back to him very quickly. Yeah, I just think the back and forth, Philip is just so much stronger. Yeah, he is. I mean, that's the reason why he's. Right. And and things. And, Har- and <laughs> so, Harry's probably like, hey guys, you want to watch my movie? While yeah. he's coming back from his job as... I mean, the, toy, the toy maker. The toy maker. <laughs> um, but I think he needs to, after the phone call and before he sees him, he needs to have a touch of reality to make the payoff work. Yeah, and that's what and that's what happens. He has a, it's a glimpse. It's small. It's small. It all, it's all it needs to be. Because the time he needs, by the time he sees Philip, he needs to be fully in the delusion. Yeah. Yeah, and and that, yeah, I I, I guess he goes to, he goes to Philip because he's at the end of his rope. Kind of, he needs somewhere to lay low. He just doesn't know what to do anymore, and yeah. that that's the home he grew up in. It's yeah, and and Philip's this, the only person in the world who probably cares about him. And Philip is probably has bailed him out in yeah, one sh- way or another, you know, multiple times. Yeah, like you know. Is Phil paying the rent piece? How much is he making at this toy fair? That's a nice apartment. Uh, he got promoted. He um, did. I don't know. I mean, he's upper management now. Yeah, but I think Phil, Philip's probably the safety net for him. Yeah, of course. And it's also the house he grew up in. And, which, and I'm sure Philip is tired of being the safety net for it's this It's exhausting. Guy. He has yeah. his own family. He needs to be a safety net for them. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I, I like... They probably chose it as the same house for budgetary reasons. Of course they did. But, but it's... it's it's so much better than it being a random house because that's yeah. his safe place from the time he was born. Even when yeah. he leaves, he always feels safe there. So it makes it better. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that does happen where some, you know, parents move out or they die or something like that. And then, you know, yeah, it's, of course. it's taken over. It's a by family a house. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, I had no issue with, with Phil living in that house with his family. I thought it made it better. Yeah. I thought it made the relationship more rooted in like him. I think it worked better. Yeah. And I and because if 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 it was just, you know, Philip's house in Westchester, why would he necessarily go there in the full delusion? Like it being like the house he grew up in doubles down on the reason they're going there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think was, Again, budgetary reasons, but it, it really totally worked. Totally because of that, but it works. Um I do the confrontation between him and Philip, but Harry and Philip is really funny. Just, yeah, just it's not like, supposed to be, but it's hysterical. No, but just like, I was six years old. Like, I could totally understand the egregious yes. nature of this. Just like, like losing are it. Are you fucking kidding me? Because you've probably heard about it every Christmas yeah. since then. It's probably I mean, been 33 years of just listening to like, this. You murdered four people. Because of something I said when I was a child, yeah, you killed people coming out of Christmas mass. Yeah, in front of in front of other people, yeah. you ruined the lives of yeah. many, many people. You destroyed. You destroyed. You, you destroyed at least six families. Yes, and seven uh, if you're including mine. Just yeah, uh, <laughs> just the 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 ripple effect 
of what happened. The consequences. Like I'm sure Frank I'm sure Frank's family was like, All right, peace out, bro. But Yeah. Well, I mean the wife took it hard. I think it was more the reaction okay. of seeing it. I think once the cops left, she was like, All right, kids, we get to eat our own sandwiches now. Got <laughs> this piece of shit. Oh god. Yeah. But probably. Yeah. But yeah, I, the, the 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 physical confrontation was odd. You know, this this goes again to Phil's just being fed up with Harry and his anger issues. Yes, and he's all he's also a physically like fit person. Yes, like he's, he's much push ups and and he's yeah. just big. Like he's yeah. just he's not like a bodybuilder, but he's just like he's a physic- broad. Yeah, he's broad. He's toned. Like you could like he's not a small person. Like right. Harry's kind of gimmick is that he's meek, right? Which is why he couldn't smother right. Frank, but right, exactly. Philip is a, you know, well, so he's a more physical presence than Harry is right. by far. Um, yeah, and so yeah, Phil just flies off the handle. Yeah, like that. Like this is like uh, you've you've seen the movie Frailty, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Where you you think that like it's only one of the kids that's that's fucked up, and it's like both of them, it's both, are, yeah. Right. So it's 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 kind of like that. Uh, Phil, to way less of an extent, right? Right. He's not a murderer. He's not like a psych. But like, but he, he does. He does have times where, like, in the moment, he has trouble. He can't control he, he, his yeah. anger. Yeah. And, so right, it's all emotion regulation. Yeah. Like you find out your brother's a serial killer. What are you gonna do? I don't know that the first thing is get into a physical but, confrontation. But it's not like. But like, see, you have a healthy relationship. Say, like, say, like you have a brother. And you, but you guys have a healthy relationship. Yeah. So like, if that happened, and you and you're also regulated emotionally, too and, much. <laughs> but it's 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 one of those things where you would react differently. But yes. if, if if it was somebody that you were close with your entire life, who's like constantly can't get out of his own way, brings you down with him, and it's enough is enough. And fuck just it. like it's like a kind of a bad influence on your family too, yeah, especially your kids because the, it was hurting the kids. Yeah, so like, I don't. It's not something that I would do, and I don't condone it. But I do understand in like a moment of weakness, just like reaching his boiling point, just like but Harry in, reaches his boiling. Point. Instigating a guy who's murdered four people. Yeah, but, see, see, but to him, it's still his brother. His it's older ten, brother. Yeah, but he's a weak-ass brother. He's a very... I mean, he is weak as fuck. Yeah, so, like, I feel like no matter what he's done, like... It's, he's never going to get the upper hand because yeah, of that. Yeah, like, if... That's fair. If Hitler had an older brother, like, you'd be like, oh, you're just fucking, you know, a little old Adolf. Like, who gives a fuck? You know Dolphy. what I mean? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So, it's... So it's fair. Like, you talked me into that scene. Yeah. Okay. Um... And then uh, the, the least believable part about the scene is when Harry knocks him out, when, like, when yeah, Harry punches him in the face. Here is something that I thought of, uh, because the ending, obviously, is, is, is a fantasy. Yes. I does, love the ending. Does Phil kill him? Is Phil, did Phil actually strangle him to death? And what happens after that? I think he drives off the bridge and drowns. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's that's kind of what I think, but it's just I figured I'd just throw that out there. I thought about it. Okay. I be and I just don't think that 
for the character of Phil. While I think they failed giving it depth, I think they thought they did. I don't think that would work with him. Is no. like because I think they showed him with the kid, like you brought up earlier, when he fr- and he's like, "Sorry, guys." Like he is able to pull himself back. Yes. So I don't think that they would have him go full he on. He just choked him out. Yeah. 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 Okay. I think. I think you know. I think that he drove, he crashed, and he went down. Right, and that was like kind of his last, like the endorphin rush of yeah. him dying. That was his. Yeah, take yeah. me off. Yeah. And I fuck. It looked great. That was where the buddy went. The that was tor- all the money. That's the, tor- the torch budget went to the flying van. It looked so good. It looked good. It had no business looking half as good. No. Like that could have looked shitty and still been a good ending. Yeah. It looked. It was very for for nineteen eighty for nineteen eighty independent movie. It felt very put together. Yeah, that the ending very much impresses me. Yeah. And it's I just love the abrupt the abrupt ending. Just which I'm a big fan of. Doesn't need to be anything special. Like no. this is point got point was <laughs> point was made. Yeah. What what point it was, I don't know. Point was made. Yeah. Yeah, parents suck, I think, is the point that they were going for. Yeah. I this guy, this director, must have some really serious Santa Claus issues, like who knows what the hell happened. Like he definitely caught his parents like Doing it, oh yeah. When uh, while he, while but like was, in while, his while, bed. while the dad was dressed as Santa. But like, did you did you see Don't Open Till Christmas? I watched it recently. Okay, yeah. so uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of might have been something like that. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, those, <laughs> movie, those two movies are eerily eerily similar. Yeah, there's a lot of. Um, I do. I much prefer Christmas Evil. Oh, over, me too. Over Don't Open Till Christmas. I think it's more fun. And I yeah. think I think Harry's the best thing out of it, either of them. By far. Yeah. All right. It's awards time? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Our first award is MVP. Yeah, I feel like you and I... I'll go first. Yeah. Um, I feel like you and I talked about this guy a lot, gave him a lot of credit. It's Brandon Maggart. Who plays Harry? Yeah, I think he's by far the best part of, part of the movie. He's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. You put him in like a different movie with like a well rounded out thing, and he does this. It's it's good. Yeah, no, I I feel like his he played a he played a complex character very well. Like it's it's weird saying that that's like we we've never had any complex characters in any of these movies. No, by I, far by far this is the most like well rounded character. In worst picture cast by far, by far, and it all makes sense. It's yeah. consistent. Yeah, it works. Yeah, I agree. I think he's a clear MVP. Yeah, I don't think there's another choice. No, like there what because a lot of times I try to have a second one if there's like an obvious one. Just like okay, well, I, you know, just so we don't have the both the same one. Yeah, this it, it's there's not a second it's answer. Unanimous. Yeah, yeah. All right, what about LVP? Um, the pacing. The pacing's awful. Yeah, I feel like this movie could be could be a little bit tighter. Um, it could just make more sense. Like you could add things to it if they tighten up at places yeah. and move it along. Like yeah. you could add more dreamy like sequences when he's with the kids and things. Yeah, but the pacing is so fucking bad. P- pacing's pacing's kind of rough. Yeah, but my LVP is Frank. <laughs> okay, fuck Frank. Yeah, no Frank. Sucks. I hated Frank. Frank's the <laughs> LVP. I hate that guy. Yeah, no, that's good. That's fine. <laughs> uh, participation award. Um, I'll go first. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Patricia Richardson's film debut. Okay. I was really happy seeing Jill Tiller in there. I was a big fan of Home Improvement when I was a kid. 
You know, she's a good mom at, for the most part in that yeah. series, except when she, you know, lets her kid who may have cancer go to school. Yeah. Um, Shout out to the freezers who uh, live in Michigan now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right up there, freezing, freezing their ass off. And, yeah. But uh, Patricia Richardson, I was really happy to see, like, I heard her voice and I was like, holy shit, I know that voice. I, I, didn't, even, I didn't even register. Yeah, so she, she's my participation. Uh, that's great. Uh, no, that's, that's wonderful. Mine is a character we didn't talk about. It is my. Is, it might be after after Harry's my favorite character. Yes, in the movie, and it is um, Ricardo Balma, the the news anchor. Oh, oh, oh! I loved him. <laughs> I loved him. Phil, he, Philip Casanova threw out some hard R's. Oh my God, Philip! Well, I mean that also sign of the times. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, it, that, it's that fine. Was, that was the accepted term. Yes, it was. Yeah, and I know that, and I know it was not outrageous at that time, and it wasn't meant to be more than it was. But man, it hits differently now. Yeah, <laughs> they're home for our words. Yeah, uh, I, I, it just like, I, he looked, he looked like the main bad guy from Samurai Cop. He did. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I, I loved his, I loved his. Uh, his accent, his New York accent, it just, I just, I loved it. I loved it so much. His, his, everything about him was His good. hair, his mustache. Yep. The his, hair was his hysterical. His delivery. I loved it. Oh, that's good. I yeah. like that. Um, so now normally is where we go into our BPC connected categories, but we have some new ones. Before we get to those, our first one is the what the fuck moment. Yep. So this is a fun category. Yeah. Which really gets to point out the insanity in a lot of these movies. Yeah, this is this is gonna be fun. Um you wanna go first or You can go first. Right. My the biggest I feel like I feel like this should be unanimous too. The biggest what the fuck moment is the flying van. I love the flying van. It's great. No, I love it. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think it's bad, but it's just like this hat that happens and you're like, boy, what's happening? Because <laughs> it goes it's completely unexplained. There's no rhyme or reason for it. No, there's no pe- there's no answer. It's like, great. It at just... least like at least in Birdman they play with reality right. beforehand. Like this, they don't play with reality. Everything seems very except for my what the fuck scene. Oh, the toy scene where it seems okay. like fucking with reality a little bit. All right, and it was never paid off until the end. And I wish they would have done more about it. If th- that scene throws me off so bad every time I watch it, <laughs> yours is a better answer. But. Okay. No, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Um, our next is one that I think will be – is easier here than it will be in future movies. I don't know if I could answer this for like just a gigolo. Right. Yeah. And so this was easy here for me. It was easy for me too. Um, it's the most competent part of the movie. Okay. And, uh, you know, I think as we're moving into our Oscar categories, this makes sense here. Oh, boy. Um, so, most competent. So, mine was Harry seeing himself in the white beard for the first time and completely and, like, changing. Pulling the, his beard. And he, just the manicness and you see him building and fully, like, letting himself go into the delusion. Yeah. I think it's a fantastic scene. It's wonderfully acted. And it yeah. literally breaks the movie up to pre and post. Yeah. And it all makes sense what happened before that scene, what happened after that scene. While there's yeah. so much issue with it beyond him, I think that scene is so good. And if that scene was stupid, I don't know that the rest of the movie is watchable. Yeah. It's 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 the watershed moment of the movie. Yeah, it's really important. Yeah. And and if, and if it was done if it was done poorly, it would have been 
the whole movie would have faltered. Yeah, nothing works then because you don't believe it. Yeah. Like watching him pull on the beard and just his eyes change. Yeah. You believe that he believes he is now Santa Claus. Yeah. It's that's great. Um mine is similar. It's not the same one. It's similar. Okay. it's the one I talked about before. He's getting ready for the party and he's looking at his locker mirror. Okay. That... And he does the Santa, you know, the wink and the he smiles and then he he moves his hand down. And then you see like the stone face. It's the only time you see the real yeah. person that he is on the inside. And I, I think it's great visual storytelling. And that was my second answer. Yeah. I, I went back between those two because I think when he puts his hand down is the only time we see real Harry. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, um, it's, I think you see it a couple of times, but it's like, it's just interesting. I think that's, it. well, maybe. I'm saying maybe it's. I think it's the only time he acknowledges the real Harry. Not the first time we see that. Let that's me say fair. it better. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, we yeah. see it at other times, but I think that's the only time he acknowledges it, or he knows how miserable he is. Right. Yeah. That's good. I like that. I think those are the two best scenes, and they're the two. They're the only really important scenes in this movie. Like yeah. a lot of the other scenes could interchangeable. You could add. You could change. Like those two scenes need to happen the way they happened. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think this is the only time we're going to have two answers for this. <laughs> I do. I don't even know if we can have one answer. I think this is. Movies. I think this is going to become one of the funnier, more like most fuck. It's, it's like, going to be so random. Like what the what the fuck scene should be the one that's harder. That's we're going to have thirty answers for that every time. Yeah. Most competent. We're going to be like struggling. Oh my god! I'm, I'm just thinking about the other all the other movies we've done and be like, what the hell is the most competent movie? Like, like what's the most competent thing in? Surf Nazis. Oh, God. The most competent part of Surf Nazis. Uh, it, it might just have to be... It's hard. I think it might be like the the, the, the speedboat chase at the end. I think that's the answer, but I don't yeah. think it's competent. No. But that's the only answer. Like, that's exactly where my head went. Yeah. It's bad. Peanut butter solution, it would be the painting thing at the end. That's 100% it. Yeah. And I don't... You could probably... No, that's it. That's the scene. Yeah. Like, Miami Connection, I could think of... Listen, I love Miami Connection. There's very little competent. But I think I could come very up with little... two. Samurai Cop. Samurai Cop, I don't know. I don't know. The competent moment of, of Miami Connection would be the payoff at the end with the... Uh, we see his, his Taekwondo practicing, and then he uses that move at the end. With Yeah, you see the knife. Yeah. But... Oh, man. <clears throat> Oh boy, we'll have to do like a re, yeah, re Miami connection. <laughs> Miami reconnection. <laughs> oh man. We'll do it too. We're crazy enough to do it. Oh, we'll do it. Um, all right. So let, let's move on to the Oscar Oscar categories. Yeah. So this is where we or you know, we're still a best picture cast uh podcast at heart. So we have to talk Oscars here a little bit. Yeah. All right. So the Oscar winner for that year was Ordinary People. It was. Um, no, I haven't seen Ordinary People. I have. Okay. It's, it's gotten to the point now where, like, if I haven't seen an Oscar winner... You wait for I'm going to wait until the That's Oscar comes out. That's where I'm at, too. Uh, so I did not catch this one before we started this podcast. Um, Joey, would you rather watch Christmas Evil or Ordinary People? I really like Ordinary People. Okay. Ordinary People's the answer. <laughs> I think... I, I would probably agree with you. You're going to like Ordinary People. Unless it's December. If it's December, okay. <laughs> I'm probably going to watch Christmas Evil. That's fair. Uh, but I feel like the other 11 months, I'm probably going to watch Ordinary People, even though 
It's, that's based on everything I've heard about it. You're going to like Word It's very people. good. Yeah, and, it, and it, will, like, it will hit things you like. Yeah, so that, that was a pretty... pretty yeah, it was easy. Yeah. Um, so the, the nominees this year, so Ordinary People won. Yes. The nominees are Elephant Man, Raging Bull, The Coal Miner's Daughter, and Tess. Mm-hmm. So in our next category, we do an actor swap. You can take any actor out of any one of these movies and put them into... Christmas Evil, but <laughs> that person has to go into that movie and absolutely destroy a Best Picture nominee. They are uneven trades. Uneven trades. Uneven trades. What'd you far. do? Because mine is hysterical. Uh, it would have been funny to put De Niro in as Harry, but I think Harry did such a good job, I don't want to take him out of it. Um, so I went with, um, in the movie Ordinary People, I'm not sure what role he plays, but M. Emmett Walsh, Okay. Uh, who... I've seen a bunch of stuff. He's in Blood Simple, which is mm-hmm. a great movie. Um, I put him in a small role. I put him as Mr. Fletcher. Oh, okay. As the uh, as the big wig that's right. uh, you know, yeah, taking it to Long Island and and uh, I I feel like I I I, I really wanted because I was looking at the because I I'm only, I've only seen Raging Bull out of all these movies and um, I was looking at the. Uh, I was looking at like the cast of all the other movies, and I saw that Kenny Baker was in The Elephant Man. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who Kenny Baker is, he is um, he's a little person who is R two D two. Right. He's in the R two D two can, I guess. And I was like, where can I put him in this movie? <laughs> but I couldn't find anywhere. You're like, he's one of the kids. Oh my god, I would have loved it. But no, so my my thing is Scott McKay who plays Mr. Fletcher and subbing him in for <laughs> Emmett Walsh. Okay. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I'm taking Brandon Maggery out. Oh, no. I know. I really liked him, but I need to fuck up Raging Bull. <laughs> and I'm putting Joe Pesci in as Harry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Joe Pesci is Harry. Now, unfortunately, now Brandon Maggery has to play Joey in Raging Bull. Did you fuck my wife? Did you fuck my wife? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, so, but That's, oh. Joe Pesci is Harry is that's wild yeah it completely changes the movie yeah it's way all of a sudden, all of a sudden he's very believable it's a killer yeah <laughs> and he's way more intimidating yeah oh my god yeah I, frank would not take a bite of his sandwich frank would not take a bite of his sandwich <laughs> at all but that's, man i thought it would just be so fun to watch that's, just that's amazing just go in balls deep on a shitty indie horror movie just like stabbing somebody in the eye with a with a toy soldier so good. Oh, it's great. Man. All right. And then our last category. Christmas Evil has a $20 million budget. Yeah. What does it look like? I feel like we say this a lot, which is kind of a cop-out now, but it's like, get someone in there to, like, revise the script a little bit, tighten it up. Uh, so I, I don't want to say that. I, I I would like to, like, add more to the torch scene. The torch scene has to like be redone. Said. Like, it, you ha- it has to be an intimidating scene. Yeah. Um, you know, um, there's very, it's weird. It needs gore. It needs more gore. Yeah. Reshoot, reshoot that church scene. It needs gore. Put, you know, make it a little bit more visceral, make it a little bit more unsettling. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like there's, there was budget, you know, budget constraints for that one too. There's honestly, there's. Besides, like, besides that and, like, tidying up the script, like, I love the score. 
The score works. I thought the score was fucking. I, it, after Surf Nazis Must Die, this is my favorite score we've covered. It's a good score. It's yeah. great, and I, I really, really feel like it, it settles. It like it, it uh, sets up the scenes very well. So that's something I, I would not want to change. So yeah, more gore, and I feel like the torch scene. Just make make that a little bit. You know, maybe light it a little bit better. It has to be lit. Like there, it has to be scary scene. Like yeah, you yeah. have to feel the chasing more than like the sporadicness of it. Yeah. I also wanted his apartment to be more overwhelming with Christmas. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like it, it was. It was more odd and awkward with Christmas. It was, it was disheveled. Yeah, I want it like overwhelming. Like I want it looking like you go into one of those like seasonal stores. Like I want yeah, him yeah, to get yeah. up and there's like a Christmas train under his bed. Like Ooh, yeah, like I want great. it like where it's like really like he is it, he is all he's in. completely delusional. Yeah, like he's like he's like a ten year old. Yes, exactly. Like yeah. you're and I. I wanted his. I want the scar on his hand to do something, not like magical, but like it to be like <laughs> he just shoots laser. Right? Like, no, nothing like stupid like that. But like a rem- like it's like he, like some sort of reminder of something, and it's like a nasty scar on his hand that they, he, he looks at it like yeah. Frank, Frank like it Frank, reminds like him. Frank disrespects him. He looks at his hand exactly like I, like where they could show like this gross scar, which they these people could not have maneuvered. No. So no, like but, that, but I, I get you can you can lump that in with the gore, hundred yeah. percent, and it's the same category. But yeah, I, I think that would have really helped. Okay. No, so, I like it. Yeah. Um, I was also very impressed by the. I guess I don't know how much. Christmas music. Uh, I don't know how much of it is public domain. Right. I feel like they use a lot of Christmas music. Yeah, I think they just said fuck it. And they're just like, we'll deal with it if we need to. Yeah, they're like, they're like, not enough people are going to watch this. It's 1980. That's fair. In 1980, that wasn't as much of an issue. Listen, in the 90s, ECW was just using music. It was like, catch us. <laughs> that's true. So I think that's just kind of what it was. They were okay. just like, we're going to do this. And if big music, big Christmas music yeah. actually finds this movie. If Columbia Records come for us. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. This movie was on like a $10 budget, made $20. Yeah. That's so, fair. Okay. Man, are, are we done with Christmas Evil? We are done with Christmas Evil. Man, it's kind of a bummer, but I'm glad. I, I, that was fun. I was, that went deeper than I expected. Me too, and you talked me into a lot of things. <laughs> Which leads into our next setting. We're going to rank the 11 worst picture cast movies we have done. Yes, sir. And I'm going to be honest, this conversation bumped this movie up one. I love it. Yeah, you talked me into a few things that I had issues with that. And we're probably giving it too much credit, but I appreciate it more. So okay, I moved it up. But um, I think the best way to do it, we'll go one at a time. Grant, you go first. I'll go second. We'll just yeah, go. We'll, we'll do 1,001 by 1. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the move. Okay. My number 11, is like, I think it's yours too, is Just a Gigolo. Yeah, it is the easiest one yeah. on here. Um, fuck that movie. Yeah, movie's bad. Yeah, um, you know, I appreciate so much that Zeta brought that into my life, so I could talk oh, I, shit about it forever. Yeah. No, I love, I love the episode that we did about it. It's a lot of fun um, to do, but it was just that movie was, well, like, what what she say, like grossly incompetent, grossly. Something like fantastically incompetent. Yeah, Zeta, Zeta's way with words is much yeah. smoother than us, but they made Bowie uninteresting. Yeah, which I don't, I you have to they, try to do. They made Bowie and the Rise. Of Nazi Germany under uninteresting. Yeah, um, it's like, man, it's hard to do. It's so hard to do. So fuck that movie. Yeah. But I, that's a clear number eleven. I think things get more interesting now. Where'd you go at number ten? Um, my ten is actually Surf Nazis Must Die. 
that it's actually mine too. No shit. Yep. Wow. If we have the same one to eleven, it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be real. Yeah, that'd be really funny. I, I, <laughs> but yeah, listen, I love the world of trauma. Yeah. We'll be going back to the world of trauma soon with our friend Adam from the Circuitverse. Yes. This movie is is. It's a flawed movie. Yeah. It's a very flawed movie. Yeah. I have fun with it. I understand people not having fun with it. Yeah. Yeah, like you I know. completely understand, like Kira not like yeah, right. Like yeah. sometimes I think people don't like these movies because of what they are. Yeah, and I disagree with that. Surf Nazis, I completely understand. Yeah, I get it. Like it is very flawed. It is ridiculous at times, and yeah, you know I think they just kind of relied on their world that they had already created instead of yeah remembering they have to make a movie. I agree. All right, let's keep moving it then. Number nine. Uh, my number nine is Peanut Butter Solution. Fucking A. <laughs> this is like when you and Kieran like have they're like the same rankings. Of the yeah, me and Ke- me and Ke- I think with 11 here, me and Kieran would still be it. <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, listen. Peanut Butter Solution, I think, was the most surprising movie that we've done and my reaction to it. Because I just, I had no relationship to yeah. it. What I read about it before, like, I enjoyed it. I just think it just is what it is. It's a daytime after school thing, yeah. not a... Yeah. Well, last I mean, summer, the fun. A bit, like, I'm using... I'm The way I rank this is, like, the same thing we do, like, oh, would you rather watch Christmas Evil or Ordinary People? It's like, you have the choice of these 11 movies. Which are you which rank? Are, which, Me too. Yeah. So, like, I just... The other movies, on, on top of it, like, I think Peter Brothers Solution is better than I expected. Me too. But... I don't want to watch it as much as the ones ahead of it. Here's the, I don't know that I'll ever watch that movie again. Yeah, realistically. That's fair. The ones, the, that was, so that's number nine. The eight movies ahead of it, I'm probably, like six of them, I'm going to go back to more than once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like consistently. Yeah. All right. I mean, number eight, let's. Uh, my number eight is Never Too Young to Die. Ah, oh, damn. My number eight is Christmas Evil. Oh, okay. But I moved it up. It, it did yeah. bounce over Peanut Butter Solution because okay. of the conversation. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. What's your number seven? Uh, Christmas Evil. Oh, okay. Yeah. And my number seven is Never Too Young to Die. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so we just, I, we talked to death about Christmas Evil. Yeah. Um, Never Too Young to Die. It does. It's fun. You know, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Stamos. It's the overrated leader of Chris. Yeah, it is. Um, the, the movie was a lot of, the movie's like insanely problematic shockingly problematic but it's it's still like it's a lot of fun for what it is and the episode is great great and you know getting our wives finally involved for the first time was was awesome so much much fun and i'm so happy they did it and i hope they do it again and um i think it's a good movie like i don't like it's not it's it's wild and I kind of loved ta- us talking about like what Stamos's career would have been if these movies kept being made and he never got to Full House. It's very interesting, like that that what if scenario. Because I, that's a whole different world. Yeah, yeah. And it's really interesting to think about. And who the hell thought that that movie would get us there? <laughs> um. All right. It's great, man. We're moving forward. Number six. Yeah, this six on up is like... I had a lot of trouble here. Six. Yeah, these are all great. Yeah. Uh, these, these six I will watch many times the rest of my life. Yeah. And I just kind of had a power rank with my heart. Yeah. Um, my number six is Deadly Prey. Okay. My number six is Splatter You. Okay. 
yeah, another great movie. It's yeah, it's this is where it got tough. Yeah, it's it's tough. That movie is that movie has a lot of limitations too, but somehow it I get it, it kind of works. It's just, yeah. there's a charm to I, it that's I had a hard time putting it at six. Yeah, I but had, yeah. I had to. All right, what's your number five? Splatter you. Oh, okay. Yeah, so not not yeah not too far off. Splatter you is great. Yeah. It's, Another New York, like it, it's filmed in literally the same exact world as Christmas Evil. Like they're yeah, probably they're, happening. They're, they're like sister movies. Yeah, yeah. They're same exact place and location. Wouldn't that be amazing if there was like a a, a Brendan Maggart cameo in the beginning of Splatter Year where he's at Bellevue? That would have been amazing. <laughs> That would have been fucking so amazing. Like, like, one of them's a psych major and goes, like, visit him. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, but they're also... Well, they have to be a sociology major. <laughs> yeah, so has to be sociology. The sociologists yeah, go... They interview him like Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> just like... And his is all, like... Oh, they have to take away his Christmas it's, decorations. It's just, like, charcoal paintings of Santa. Yeah, oh, my God. I, I, I'm on board. It's the same world. I'm on it's board. the same world. That you can't convince like they, me. Like, those kids know that story of Harry. You can't convince me otherwise. Yeah. No, they're... It's 100%. Yeah, exactly. All right, so my number five is Deadly Prey. Okay. All right, yeah, we're just like, yeah. Even, even when we're not right, we were right there. We're right there. You know, Deadly Prey, I thought it would be a little higher because I do really enjoy it. I think yeah. there's a lot of good in it. Yeah. I just think it's something that kind of is what it is at the end of the day. It doesn't have a ton of staying power, and it and it. It also doesn't have as some of the ridiculousness as the ones that have it that like bring you back to it to like yeah like I don't know like if you're watch like if someone's never had anything to do with any of these movies like you're not going to go there right away because it's not insane no so they just be like if they don't you know if they're not into this style of movie they'd be like this is just a bad Rambo exactly like yeah. it doesn't have like the over the topness yeah yeah I agree and the motherfucker ate a rat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, number four. My number four is Chopping Mall. Okay. Ooh. My number four is Samurai Cop. Interesting. Okay. I had a hard time with that one, too. Listen, the, this is tough. Yeah. This is tough. All right, I assume I know what your number three is. Samurai Cop. Yeah. Yeah. I figured. <laughs> my number three is Chopping Mall. <laughs> this, this is the most boring rankings <laughs> Ever. Um, all right, Chopping Mall. I, so I have it at number three. I have it a little bit higher. Yeah, again, it's it's splitting hairs. I I thought going into this, Chopping Mall would be top one or two. Really? But then I thought about it. It couldn't have been. No. Right. There, there's two, there are two clear. I, yeah. Like, the, our number tier. ones and two are clear. Yeah. But I, I was like, oh, so I had to put it at number three because I was just like, it's the one of the not those. Okay. See, that's a movie where we talk about... In Christmas Eve, a lack of gore. Oh, the 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 lack of gore in this movie, besides that girl's head blowing up, explosion, which is top tier, which is huge, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, you wonder like what could have been had that movie been a little bit more. I think that top. movie's close to being like great, <laughs> and for what it is, for what it is, yeah, not in like a grand sense of film, yeah. but yes, like yes, yes, you know, it, it's just missing a few things that I think the rest of the movies behind it. Don't even exist in the same world. Yeah, like I, th I think it's a it's a better idea. It's a smarter idea. It's just it had commitment issues. Yeah, yeah, budgetary things yeah. here and there. But yeah. I loved it, and um, you know, oh, it's fun. Yeah, and, and that's a great episode with Chris. From man, that's Richard. Cass. Chris had so much fun with it. I can't wait to have Chris back. 
Um, all right, so Samurai Cop, what's to say? Oh, I mean, it's it's one of the best examples of good, bad movies. 100%. And I, so I'd go there first almost to show you people how, yeah. like, because I think the one and two are good. Wow. In this sense, like they're they're watchable. I feel like one of them's good. I feel like the other one is is the best example of yes. a good bad movie. Um, but Samurai Cop is so insane. It's insane, and it, like it, it it has where, like I said, Deadly Prey lacks the over the topness. Samurai Cop just lives in the over the topness. Yeah, it, like there's they, not there's nothing. It's it's you know eighty minutes of it. In, it's it's a it's a mess. It's not it's such a mess. mess but it's at such, no it's, point it's, is it not so, a mess. So beautiful. Yeah, it's so much fun yeah. and insane. And some of the worst, most enjoyable line readings ever done. Terrible line readings, great facial reactions, terrible wigs. Oh, the wigs. The wigs is just all time. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Now I think is where this get this list got. Because I think there's a clear number one and two. Yeah. And I think it's do you go better movie or better bad movie? Yeah. These two are, it's basically a coin flip for me of what, what I'd rather watch. I love both of these very much. Yeah. Like genuinely. Yeah. I would recommend these two people. One I recommend a lot. One to a more specific audience, but yeah. more open with it both. So. Uh, my number two is Sleepaway Camp. Mine too. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, what, what can we say? The movie is, is bananas and it's really great gore. It's great gore. Great gore. Unbelievable um, twist. Don't, if you are listening to this and you have not seen it, do not do any research. Just go watch the movie. Just watch it. It is. Go in as blind as you possibly can. Yeah, and I think. And just, and just buckle up, baby. Yeah, I think it's just a really fun movie to get into. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen all the sequels and they are excessively diminishing returns. The sequels are just bad, bad. Yeah, and um, man, but the first one does something real cool, and I think people who have seen it love it. Yeah, and you know, like the freezers, like I love them talking about whenever they have friends who haven't seen it, they like have them come over yeah, they and they watch party. it. Yeah, and like I think that's the right way to do it. You need to. Yeah, and I think it's but it's important to just know nothing. Yeah, no. The, the more you the more you know, the worse off you'll be. Hundred percent. Like, yeah. just go in. Pay attention. You're in and out in 90 minutes. Yeah. It's a breezy watch. It's a, it's it's an underrated movie. Like legitimately an underrated movie. Yeah. I I, I feel like this is the best movie it's, out of what we've done. By far. And yeah. I think by like a far emergent, this is the yeah. best movie. But it's just that our, the number one movie, the, our number one movie is the perfect encapsulation of what we what we're doing here. Right, it's why we're, I mean, it's essentially why we're doing this. Yeah, and that movie is Miami Connection. Yeah, number one. Number one with the bullet. Yep, Sleepaway Camp is a better movie. Yes. But I believe that Miami Connection is the best bad movie. Yeah, I, I, I think it's better than The Room. I agree. I think it's, um... And I think the story, is, it, it was lost, it was found, yeah. brought back... And I think, you know, when you look at the timeline of all these movies that kind of got lost, these shitty movies that got lost, that these different movie houses brought back, like, this was the first one, like, this really this started, started it, yeah. and this really got people being like, oh, these movies, there's something to them. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where if if someone's like, I want to get into, like... Miami Connection is movies. the move. Miami Connection is the clear... Without thinking about answer. it. 100%. Yeah. 
Hundred percent. It would be a Miami connection. Then it'd be Samurai Cop. Yes. And then from there, you can kind of pick and choose. Right. But those are the and then I mean I probably go Chopping Mall Third. Uh, the ones we've done, yeah. Yeah, the ones we've done. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. There's others, but you know, unfortunately, Neil Breen took himself off streaming for a while. He has a new movie coming out. I know. That's gonna be. We're just gonna have to do. We're just gonna have to do that. Well, we're just gonna do a live watch of that. Yeah. I think we just set up to uh, set up our microphone, sit on a couch. Tell people when we hit play and just have a fucking. Should we play. just have like an old school, like when it comes out, just like an old school movie night with us? Like, oh yeah, you get you get you you. And oh Chris, yeah, we'll get babysitters come over. Yep, and we'll just like we'll get burrito mariachi and we're gonna set up microphones and we're gonna record it. <sighs> I got a boner right now. Yeah, and I think you know, <laughs> I think we're gonna do it. We have to do a true watch along and live, live. Uh, well, if we ever get a Patreon, we'll do that. <laughs> That's what we're gonna release it. Oh man, but, but yeah, I think just Miami Connection is. I mean, I I actively listen to the songs of the fucking band. Me too. My daughter loves them. My son too. It's My like, son will ask for it and dance around the kitchen. Yeah, and make me dance with him, and it's so much fun. It's great. I love. It. Yeah, like I I legit think Against the Ninja is a good song. Yeah. Friends forever, bro. Oh, I I I love it. Me too. I think they're both bangers. Oh my god! And I, I have so much fun with them, and. You know, I, I, I don't know that without Miami Connection, we're doing the worst picture cast. Like, I think we needed something like that to start that isn't so kind of overdone like The Room. Yeah. Because we're never going to do The Room on this. No. Right. Everyone's seen it. Right. And, and, and like, like uh, you know, the guys at Red Letter Media, you know, the, they, they're they the ones that like introduced me into the world. Yeah, me too. Their, their YouTube page. Check them out. They're fucking great. Awesome. Um they're the ones that like brought me into the world of good bad movies. And when the Disaster Arts came out, they're like, "Can we all just agree now that the room is done? Right, right? We don't need to do it anymore. It, it just like it's book is closed. Like I, it's it's done." I love the Disaster Arts. It's good. Yeah. yeah, but yes, I I agree. I think you know what we're doing. The room. I think one. I think Miami Connection is better, but I just think we're never doing the room. I think it's my, too. It's too big. It's, it's too. It's a thing. Yeah. You know, and I think this is where we stand. I think Miami Connection really brought Worst Picture Cast. Like, okay, this is where we need to start. Like, when we were breaking down what movies we wanted to do, like, Miami Connection was the clear number one movie. That was, I think we both wanted to do that one first. Yeah, like, that was our clear start. Yeah. Like, this is where we're both comfortable with it. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I do have a question for you, and I'm kind of dropping this on your lap. Oh, I love that. Um, Now, if you had, like, you know, full budget and no restrictions, right? Which of these movies would you remake? Chopping Mall. Interesting. Yeah. No, I, no, here's a caveat. Oh. You remake it, and it erases the other one. It completely overrides it in the in our psyche, in our in our universe. I'm gonna go Chopping Mall. Wow. Yeah, I think it's. One of the best ideas, okay, that could be a legitimate movie. Okay, like I think you can't take away Miami Connection, you can't take away Sleepaway Camp. I think Sleepaway Camp's done as well as it's going to be done. Yeah, I think like Samurai Cop is so insane it will never not be super campy. You, and also, I I would never feel right depriving the world of that exactly version of the movie. I think Chopping Mall, as much as it would be a shame to lose it, yeah. I think that could be a legitimate horror movie. Okay. What's your answer? 
uh, Surf Nazis Must Die. Oh, that's a good one. But would you I, keep it in the trauma world? Trauma world? Sure. Okay. We, we could, but I mean, it doesn't it, matter. It's so loosely affiliated with the trauma world. Very anyway. much. Yeah. Um, but like, I think, I think just that movie done with a like a, with a competent director, with like a real budget and real actors. I feel like there's a lot of. I feel like out of all these movies, there's more untapped potential in Surf Nazis Must Die. Interesting. Than the other movies we've done. Okay. I mean, I I think a remake of that would be uh, would be wild. I think it'd be fucking great. Yeah, if we can get like a director like George Miller, right, who did Fury Road, there's a lot to that movie that could be really really great. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't disagree with it. Yeah, because it's just such a letdown. And I'm okay if Surf Nazis gets eliminated off the planet. I think the that's original. fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. Oh man. But I I I would love to see a. Because, like, like, Chopping Mall is very close to being great, like you said. So if it was done in the right way, I feel like like a Jordan Jordan Peele Chopping Mall would be great. That would be... That would be great. (laughs) I'm going to start harassing him on Twitter until he does it. (laughs) Well, good luck with that. Yeah, no, I'm going to get blocked. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. I'm sure he's seen it. He's seen everything. I would hope he has, yeah. Man. Did we just rank our 11 movies too? What a night. What this an episode. Is, this is fun. This is a nice uh, nice little holiday holiday treat for everyone. Yeah, this is awesome. And you know, we have some fun stuff coming up. We have BPC host Kieran making his debut soon. Yeah, we have um, Maniac Cop coming out. It's going to be good. You know, we, we have... Um, that one's in the books. That one, yeah. We're going to lift up the curtain here for you folks. That one's been in the books for quite some time. Uh, so we're going to, uh, we're going to release that for you fine folks, uh, in January. Yep. And then we have to, we have to kind of sort out our, our schedule, but we, we have, got some great guests coming. We have Adam from the Circuitverse coming to delve into the trauma world. We have Britt, yeah. our, my co-host you, with the thousand and one. Yeah. She's joining us to go into some, some vampire you know, lore. You know what? Let's. Why why are we being coy? Do you want to just That's tell just, them what, we're, what we want to do? Yeah, so Adam from the Circuitverse will be joined. Now, this is not in the order it's going to be released. No. I'm just telling you what they're doing. Adam from the Circuitverse, which if you're not listening to Circuitverse, you should. He's very good. great follow. He's an awesome dude. Um, we're going to be doing Nukem High. Yep. And it's something he's never seen. It's a world he knows nothing about. And I'm very excited for him to get involved. Yeah. Um, Britt, co-host from 1001 by 1. You know, me, Britt, and Adam, we're bringing it back in January. Um, the Last Vampire. That is a great movie. It has my favorite line of any of these movies. Yeah, you love this line. It uh, might be your favorite line in cinema. There's a chance it is. <laughs> it's top five. And I can't wait to talk about it because I, I already know what my core of the movie is. And I'm going to talk about it for I can't wait. It's good. Britt's never seen it, so that's cool. It's even better. Freezers are returning. They are. We are doing the movie Dangerous Men, which is, um, uh, oh boy, it's a movie that took like 20 years to make, yeah. something like that. It's, uh, it's, and it's, it's something. It's something else. It's something. We have Chris G becoming, coming back. Chris G will be For joining us. For the last us. time, probably. <laughs> Maybe. After we have him watch. Or he's going to become a third, just the third co-host. Maybe. He, that, it's going one of two ways. That's true. So and we're putting him, we're putting his 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 love of bad movies to the test with Suburban Sasquatch. Yeah, we're we're that's a, that's a push, and Chris is the perfect person to get in there for it. I I couldn't imagine doing it with anyone else. I yeah. think he's the one. Yeah, 
um, and some great guests. And we have, you know, our our, our friend Greg Oss. He joins yeah. us for rankings. That's true. Not these rankings. No, 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 no. Are we rank actual rank we rank movies and you know things of that ilk? Because we can. Because, because it's our podcast. Because why not? So you know, we did Star Wars. We did. We did Scream. Well, we did the Scream Killers. We did the Scream Killers. What are we doing next? We're doing all the X-Men movies. We're doing all the fucking X-Men movies. Ugh. Daunting. It's... It's 13 movies. 13 goddamn we're, movies. We're doing the X-Men. We're doing the Deadpools. We're doing... We're, we're doing everything. We're doing the X-Men movie. We're doing the X-Men prequels. We're doing the, the, the spin-offs. And we're doing... Yeah, like, like you said, we're doing Deadpool. The yep. two Deadpool movies. Yeah, and the New Mutants. Yeah. No. I know, I know. I haven't seen it yet. That's the only. It's, I've seen twelve of the thirteen. Oh, there's a few I haven't seen. You know, I'm I'm fully locked in on the rest. I haven't seen. I haven't seen New Mutants. I haven't seen. Uh, the Wolverine one where he goes to Japan. Okay, I have not seen that. Uh, I did not see Rise of the Dark Phoenix one. The yeah. new the new Dark Phoenix one with the Phoenix dog shit. It's 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 a uh, tough. It's it's tough. It's yeah. They somehow made Jessica Chastain not awesome. That sucks. Uh, yeah, so I don't. I mean, no, that's going to be fun because I think. Yeah, I don't know exactly why we're doing it, but we are doing it. We're doing it because we like to rank things, Grant. Yeah, that's true. And you know what? And this is what we decided on. Yeah, and we, we we threw a lot of things out there, and I think it's really funny that this is where we landed. It took a long deliberation. Yeah, because I, you know, I think we already have the one set up for next year. Yes, we do. You know, we're not going to say that one out. It's going to be, it's gonna be our, our next Halloween. Yeah, so Halloween time. So we needed some. I think we just needed something like outrageous, and you know, I think X Men something that we've all watched and kind of lived in throughout the past twenty years in different it's, degrees. Yeah, it's, it's, I, lo- I love it. I love me Dracula. too. Yeah. So I think it's fitting. I think it's something we've all. You know, it's it's it'll be funny. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out because I think there's kind of a clear top. In a clear bottom. I mean, the dead- I'm talking like one, two, three. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Thirteen, twelve, eleven. Yeah. I think we're kind of like the middle's really all over the place. That's true, and that's fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So, I mean, I'd be on the lookout for that's coming around springtime. Yep, March, April. So we got a lot of cool, that. fun, ridiculous yeah. stuff coming out. I yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be so much fun. So, uh, if you're listening at home, you haven't seen any of these movies that we talked about. Um, just watch watch these movies. A lot of them are short, and and listen to the episodes. There you can find them where you found this in the Best Picture Cast feed. And if we're missing movies that you think fit, oh, let please, us know. We're all we love recommendations. Yeah, uh, let us know, and we will uh, and we'll try to add it to our uh, to our roster. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, thanks for listening. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Grant. Merry Christmas, Joey. Merry Christmas, everyone who listens. (laughs) Happy holidays, y'all.